What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in and checking out the Hustle the Most podcast, episode number five. And today, I have brought in a very, very longtime friend, special guest, and his name is Brandon. And this whole podcast will be basically about some, uh, some shenanigans and stuff that we had gotten into in time growing up from around the time we met until about the time we started getting into bands and stuff. So without further ado, I'll introduce Brandon Trammell. Say hello. What's up? So I think that like most other kids, um, you know, we had our, our share of fads and, and things that we did kind of growing up. And I feel like, you know, whatever the thing was that was happening next was always like things that you did together with your friends. So some people, it was sports. Some people got really into like hacky sack or whatever it is they did. But I think they did it all together. So Brandon and I, um, we were childhood friends and we did a lot of crazy stuff together and had lots of crazy stories. But this one, so I don't actually remember how we met. I, I was trying to remember this, this story of how we met and I can't really remember. Do you remember how we met? I remember the first time that I... Like I remember the first time I remember you and I don't know if that's when we met, but I, I was skateboarding with your brother, Jason and somebody else. And we went to Nethercut for something and you were hanging out outside and your brother started talking to you. Maybe, um, possible. possible. I, what I do remember is that you were wearing like lime green spandex shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that, that, that's why I remember it. Yeah. I, I forgot about those shorts. <laughs> And believe it or not, I think I have a, sh- a photo somewhere of those shorts and me wearing those shorts. And I think I'm with my brother in the photo, my older brother, Shane. And I think he has a, a big wiener of the month club type shirt nice. on that they yeah, made, like the right. Johnson whatever shirts <laughs> back in the day. And I think I remember him having one of those. So the way that I really remember you and us kind of meeting the first time is that your sister used to hang out with my neighbor. Right. So, and right. I remember, um, I remember being like, you know, in my house in our house on Crestbrook, the, the front window looked out onto the street. And so I would like hear the skateboard kind of cracking down the sidewalk. And, and I remember you coming over and I, you had to be like 13, maybe that sounds about right. I was in eighth grade at that time when we first, maybe seventh grade. Yeah. And I just remember you coming over to get her and picking her up. And I remember like, cause my, our windows were right next door. So I could kind of see. And I was like, who is this kid? And why does he have half of his head shaved with things shaved in the back? And I wasn't really, <laughs> right, right. I wasn't really sure about, cause you know, there wasn't a lot of those kids around our neighborhood at the time. Do you remember cruising over there to pick her oh, up? Oh yeah. Well, I think at that time I hung out a lot with Jamie Simpson who lived down the street from you. Mm-hmm. And that was like a block away on the same street. So I think of what it was, was it was kind of like when I'm done at Jamie's, I got to pick up my sister before we go home and then one of the, one of those deals. So otherwise I can't imagine why I'd be that deep in the neighborhood just to go grab her. It's possible, right? It's uh, I do remember Jamie Simpson living down the street. I haven't seen or heard that name. And yeah, he's the reason years. that I had that stuff shaved in my head. He was like, everybody's got that friend or that big brother or, or friend's big brother that introduces them to, well, your big brother was the reason that I heard Slayer when I was a kid, you know, or like that, that kind of personality. Jamie made a tape for me with the sex pistols on one side and Misfits on the other, and that's the first time I ever heard that kind of music. Tell me about the things that you had shaved in your head. <laughs> oh, <boy>. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I saw someone that had um, the basically the back cover of Ride, or the front cover of Ride the Lightning in the back of their head once, and I tried to get that, and my barber was like, "No way, am I going to do that?" So I had to come up with easier designs. So the first time, I think I just had DRI, the band, 
shaved in my head. I had the H Street skateboard symbol with the four arrows. Um, I had at least one more, but I can't remember what it is. Maybe the cure? I don't know. Real quick, what does DRI stand for again? Dirty Rotten Imbeciles. And they are banned from where? Texas, I think. Yeah, they're from Texas, yeah. Things are bigger in Texas. True. True. And so I remember you living kind of over on the other side of Atherton Road. So Atherton Road was like one of those right streets that blocked in, a busy street that blocked between our our neighborhoods. I remember kind of going over there, and I, I think that, I think we kind of hung out mainly at, at my dad's house. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think you, I remember you having uh, the house. It was like a small house that you and your mom and sister and brother lived in and a newborn. Right. Right. Yeah. It was, there was a lot of people in that little was, house. Yeah, it was wild. A lot of stuff going on. And so I think that, I mean, really, like you were probably like the first like skater friend that I ever had, you know, in, in growing up. And I think that we did a lot of, um, kind of a lot of cruising back and forth between our houses and for sure a lot and i definitely definitely either got me into skateboarding and, and i remember like you had been skateboarding a lot longer than me and well a lot longer meaning like maybe two years tops which but, in the skateboarding world could be you yeah. know now could be like a decade right so, make or break you yeah yeah and so i remember um i used to learn a lot from watching you and you would try stuff and i would kind of try stuff as well and and there was a few friends in my neighborhood that I hung out with because I went to like elementary school with that were um, not really into skateboarding, but were kind of like on the verge of skateboarding. Sure. It was culturally, it was kind of a thing that it was, it, people wanted to be around it for a minute there. So it was kind of cool um, where like we would skate at Nethercut at the school and kids would just hang out and watch us. Like there was, it was just a thing for a minute that, you know, people would just show up. Do you remember your first skateboarding club and what it was called? <laughs> It's my only skateboarding club. <laughs> um, I, I, I'll never, ever forget that sticker. It's, it's like plastered on my brain of that little white, like office sticker that was printed on like, on like accounting paper. Yeah. USA. USA. And what did that stand for again? United Skater Association. Man. So we had this club and we had kind of recruited a handful of people around my neighborhood that weren't exactly into skateboarding so much, but they got into skateboarding as everyone started kind of doing it together. And we had this little area at my dad's house behind, like in the basement, behind the furnace. Right. And we, <laughs> there, was, there was a big metal table back there, and there was like some, some screwdrivers and stuff, and we used to work on our skateboards back there. And we also had these little journals that <laughs> the, the journals... What they were supposed to, so the journals, what they were supposed to be is the journals we were supposed to document our skateboarding progress. And keep in mind, we're like 12, 13. So our documentation skills were not the best. It would be like, I ollied off a curb today. It was awesome. <laughs> like it wasn't, it wasn't fantastic. But we did have something in there called the trick of the month. Remember the trick of the month? I do because we had a lot of arguments about what the trick of the month would be because everyone would, every time someone would say, there's no way I'm going to learn that trick. You know I can't do that trick, so you can't make that trick of the month. Well, so I remember Brandon coming up with his own rule where my trick of the month can be different than everyone else because you've been skateboarding longer. So it was like where we were trying to 180 off a curb, Brandon was like, I'm going to try to do a kickflip or I'm going to try to do something which was a little bit different than what we were doing. And uh, it was it was short-lived. I think like <laughs> the, the club was short-lived, but I do remember that the USA um, United Skater Association Club 
would start having kind of like sleepovers. But like I think as dudes, it sounds weird to say sleepovers. Yeah, yeah, whatever. We'd, no, no, it's weird. It's okay. It's, it's kind of weird. We, but we would have these, these kind of uh, hangouts. Let's call them hangouts. It um, seems like it's more cool or dude appropriate. I don't know. But we would hang out at um, usually at my house or sometimes at your house. And we would end up doing, uh, we would watch skate videos and get super duper pumped on watching skate videos. And then we would stay up late and watch 120 minutes. Oh yeah, on MTV, and uh, it was a cool old show they used to have where they used to play all kinds of punk bands and kind of alternative bands that normally weren't on the the actual normal airplay during the day. So you would see bands like Bad Religion and The Cure and Ministry and just stuff that they didn't play kind of during the daytime. And and I remember that being pretty cool. Like you could see all kinds of neat stuff, right? Oh yeah. What were your what what bands do you remember playing on there that you really liked? Uh, there was a ton. This this is a little bit. Uh, kind of against the grain for what what I remember that that is important, but I do I, my most vivid memory of us hanging out and watching MTV is seeing the the actual like world premiere for the Enter Sandman video, and we were all just like so pumped. We, and it was after dark, and we were like, we got to go out and skate right now. <laughs> so we all went to the loading dock uh, around the corner and skated for like an hour, and then went back home. But yeah, that, that that's my when it comes to those MTV memories, that's the big one right there. I remember us skating at this place, the loading dock in <laughs> I actually forgot about it until you said it. I forgot that loading dock was a thing and we probably spent, I don't know, days worth of time sure. skating that place. Yeah. And it wasn't even that great. No. It just had like a couple curbs and there was a loading dock. They eventually put uh like a big fence kind of thing at the end of it. Right, right. Right. And it was so it was pretty it was pretty wild though. It was it was it was fun. I think that we just wanted to skate and sometimes didn't care where. I think that was a good spot because um, it was a pharmacy and the, the pharmacist actually was a distant relative of mine, uh, but they would spend the money like every other year and get it fresh blacktop over it, like the, the tar where they use like the brooms and everything. So it was always super smooth and so it was fast. Which was awesome. But however, I do remember that every time you blacktop over it, the curbs get a little smaller. Right. So you make you think you can ollie higher, but really just what happened was the curbs get smaller. Right. As you over and over again, blacktop, right? Yeah, that kind of ruined the curb aspect of it. But I do remember watching these videos would get us so pumped up that we started figuring out a way to to go skate. So we ended up going and doing, um, we would leave at like 4 a.m. from my house or your house, and we would skate these parking lots that you could really only skate like in bars or businesses that were closed and there was no cars. And so we had like a window where we could skate, and we actually named this, this uh, thing we would do. We called it the Fenton Road Modile. <laughs> which i'm not even sure how that how that name really become about but basically we had a line of places that went all the way down and ran through the south side of flint on this road called fenton road and kind of uh each lot kind of had different things that we would go and kind of um you know ollie off of or grind or whatever it was and, and there was curbs and banks and parking blocks and these little drop-offs and we would skate literally for hours and hours and hours and i remember do you remember going to Taco Bell on oh, that trip. Yeah. I, I remember a lot of trips. We ended at that Taco Bell. It was like in the middle, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, we yeah, we take our midday break right there. I think <laughs> before we went over into the um, the other side of because that was kind of the the barrier of like what we considered our neighborhood. Yeah, like that that little chunk, and then if you got outside of that, then you were a little bit further away. It was like a different different spot. I was telling someone this the, the other day about. Um, I think I was talking to one of the kids I work with. 
and they were, I was telling about how, how we used to go to Taco Bell and we used to get free refills. But this was at the time, free refills were still behind the counter. Right. There was no self-service anything. So I remember like we would pile in this booth to be, you know, three, four or five, six of us, whatever. And we would literally get one small drink that was like 89 <laughs> cents. We'd pass it around and just be like, drink, 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 drink. And all of a sudden it'd be gone. And the last person would go up and, and kind of refill it. And I think eventually they would cut us off and be like, okay, right. you guys got to go. Right. We've, we've given you enough Dr. Right. Pepper. You yeah. know what I mean, for, for one day, I remember like we would skate probably, I mean, in my head it was eight miles, but it couldn't have been eight miles. Like, I think, I mean, that difference between Atherton road and we stopped at, I don't want to say like close to Maple. Sometimes Maple road. Yeah. Which yeah. that's a, that's about five. That's probably a good five miles. Yeah. I mean, in my head it was like a thousand, right? Like right. when I was a kid, I was like, oh my God, we're so far away. At the time there was no Uber, right? So it's not, like you can call Uber back. And if we did call an Uber, we wouldn't have had money to pay for it anyway. Because we just spent uh, 89 cents on a Taco Bell drink right. for six people. Sometimes we'd get down there to, there was this church we used to stop at on, on Maple Road, Maple and Fenton Road, and we'd skate in this church for, you know, a little bit of time. But we'd be so tired by that time right, yeah. that when we would start going home, we would actually start cutting through neighborhoods. Remember, we'd cut through like Carl's neighborhood yeah. to, toward home, and we'd be like, oh, wait, let's go stop at Carmen Park. Remember, we'd <laughs> skate, skate Carmen Park for a while and- Oh, you know, I forgot about that one, man. Yeah, that place was cool, man. That place was really cool. And we would actually cut these neighborhoods just to get home quicker, and we would end up probably taking longer. And sometimes we'd get home at like 4 or 5, and we'd just be like dragging, just sweaty, yeah. and pants were sweaty, and ripped sometimes, and bloody, because we fell down 65,000 times trying to do this crazy stuff. Yeah, that, that, the Fenton Road Modillo was like definitely, a, I think we got a lot of people involved in that to, to come out, different people. Yeah, yeah. It was never like the same. It's like you and I and Well, we'd run into skaters sometimes too. It'd be like the guys that were a little older than us, like Jay Willie and like his crew. Um, we'd just run into them at like uh, Baby Banks or at Argonaut or right. or Top Hat or wherever. But they would not be there at eight in the morning. No. <laughs> they, they, we would see them on our way back. No, we'd be we, all we were, dead and beat up. They were not that stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was fun though. I mean, it was, oh, it was great. It really was. We I think that I think of the, the, the biggest one for us was being able to skate Argonaut. Right. right? Argonaut was this bar on Fenton Road that had a curb at the top, or had a bank rather that went and it had a set of parking box on the top of it. And the parking box were not square; they weren't they weren't perfectly awesome, but it was cool because like there was only a handful of places where you could actually go and have a transition to skate uh, in these in, in town, really, other than like you know built ramps. So that place was pretty fun, right? And the ramps never lasted either. Like <laughs> the garbage man took my ramp that I had out front of my house. So well. You did leave it on the curb. <laughs> I, I did, but it stayed there for like two months. It was almost a whole summer. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we thrashed that ramp for a while. And we drew a bunch of crazy, dumb stuff on it as well. We, we were stupid enough to ride bikes off of it too, and it was a good two and a half, three feet tall. I'm pretty sure it was Jason Messler that, that cracked himself. He just about died. Yeah. Well, I, you know, he, he just about died a handful of times over, That's true. over his, his... So if he's listening to this, uh, we're happy you're still with us. Because... <laughs> He, this, just a side note, I remember one time, so I talked earlier about, in one of my earlier episodes, about these bumps that were down the street from my house, and as I'm thinking about this story, I remember I was, it was probably like my 13th or 14th birthday, maybe, and I remember everyone sitting on the front porch, and we were all sitting, hanging on the front porch together on the Crestbrook house, and my dad called me and was like, he's like, hey, you know, come here for a second, I came inside, and then... Everyone was sitting there. It was like me, you, like John Church, Jason Messler, a bunch of people. 
And I remember me going inside for maybe four minutes and I come back out, everyone's sitting in the same spot and Jason's sitting there and he's panting real hard and he's bleeding. And, I, <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, I'm like, what happened? And he's like, I tried to jump those bumps down there. And it was like three houses down, the same bumps I cracked my teeth on like 10 years ago or five years ago, I whatever. about that from the tree. Yeah. yeah and, he, and he goes and tries to jump these things and he crashed. And he's just sitting there and everyone's the same. It's like I close my eyes all of a sudden and wake up and he's like bleeding and panting and, and half dead. So again, um, we're happy that you're still with us. Oh, you're so, right. Who was it that had the moped that he tried to take, hitch a ride on and fell? John Church. Was that John Church? Yep. Oh man. And Chef he, Johnny he, Church. Oh man, he ate shit so hard. Yeah. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah, he did. He did fall on that one. So again, he's, uh, he's listening. We miss you, man. <laughs> So I was, um, you know, it's weird. We have, you know, it's, like I said, we have these crazy stories of some things that we've done. Do you remember? Um, I have, so I realized as I'm, as I'm getting older, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about these stories from before. I'm thinking about, you know, the way I remember them. You know, we all have right. our own memories of things and, and it's, sometimes it's maybe it's selective, but I remember specifically a time when um, you said to me, well, we were a group of us, we were skating at um, up on Ballinger and Miller Road at the Fox 66 stairs. Oh, yeah. Those remember were this? huge. Those were, well, they felt huge at the time. They were taller than me. I remember that. And, and I think it was an eight stair. And you said to the group, you said, this was your words. This is what I remember. I remember hearing. You said to the group, if anyone ollies down these stairs and lands at first try, I'll shave my head. Holy crap. And I grabbed my board and I flew down the sidewalk and I popped it and I floated down the stairs and landed and totally at a power side at the end. And we're pointing back. I'm like, we're going to shave your head. <laughs> I completely forgot about that memory, but you're right. I, it just played back in my head. I remember standing at the bottom of the stairs and watching you and just being like, when you're in midair in my head, I was like, he's going to do it. God damn it. He's going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I was so stoked. I was like, like I just crushed it and just, I was, I landed it. I went down the stairs. And it was, it was awesome. I just felt like it was, it was meant to be. And that, <laughs> not too long after that, we shaved your head. And, yeah. And it, your head is very round. We found out. Yes. It was <laughs> very, very round head. And so uh, it, was, it was pretty fun, man. So I completely forgot about that, man. That's awesome. That was, that's a great memory. I, I, you know, I was talking a little earlier about kind of friends and following into to different trends that they do together. And, and Brandon and I were no different. And I think that um, I remember having this conversation with him on the phone with, with you. We were talking about, um, about how you got your first guitar. And oh, yeah. I have my memory of it, but I, I'm interested because I, as I was thinking about it and thinking through it, um, I wonder if your memory is the same as my memory. I'm, I, I'm sure that there's some details that I've lost on it, but I remember that it was uh, the neighbor of our friend Chris Rourke. Rest in peace, Chris Rourke. Chris Rourke. Um, and the neighbor was this girl who was like kind of like a former stoner girl. She was like probably 25 and still hadn't really moved on from high school, but she wasn't really into the drug scene anymore, but she still liked all that 80 shredder stuff. So she would come over and talk to us because she saw that, like, I think Chris was wearing a Rollins band shirt one time. And uh, she was like, oh, you guys like cool music. So we started talking and then she started inviting us over to her house, which was like, you walk in, it's, it's like all the windows are blacked out and it smells like incense in there. And there's like, <laughs> there's like, um, like a winger poster on the wall and stuff. Um, and she had a friend that either lived there or was always over. That was like, I thought was the hottest thing I'd ever seen in my life. I was like 
13 and she was 17 or 18. And she always gave me that treatment like, oh, you're so cute. And I just <laughs> ate it up. So I hung out over there all the time. And they had a guitar over there. And I just asked them one day about it. And they were like, oh, we, we don't really play this. And I was like, do you know how to? And, and the girl that lived there, I think her name was Tracy. She's like, I know how to play a couple of songs from Heart, but that's about it. Right. And she showed me how to play them on that guitar, which is the first thing I ever, ever learned how to play. And then we would just go over and hang out and I'd pick up that guitar every time I was there. So eventually she's like, you know, you can buy this for me if you want. Um, and I think I wound up getting that for my birthday. I think my, my mom gave me the money for it. I bought it for like $75. It was like a, a Japanese 80s squire that was like, had like a Floyd Rose tremolo. So it was like a super shredder guitar. <laughs> However you got it, you got it. I, I, I had my own remembering of how you got that, 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 uh, the guitar. And I thought for some reason it was had to do with you babysitting someone's kid. I bet that it was for me babysitting my sister and my, that's why my mom gave me the money. Oh, so it's yeah, like I, payment for like, you know, cause my mom was a single mom working and I had to watch my newborn baby sister when I was like 13 years old, which is like any 13 year old kid that wants to do something outside. That's like murder. Like I was in agony. I hated it. And now so. she's like 30, right? Uh, How close to that. Um, well, she's probably 28 because was, I was 14 Man. when she was born. Dude, we just got old. Just, yeah. it, just, it, it just happened. We got old. So I, I remember you telling me that you um, had learned, learned a couple songs. Actually, the first song I remember, ever remember you playing was Molly's Lips. <laughs> like that's, From that's, Nirvana? Yeah. yeah, that's what I remember. Yeah. I'm like, oh. And you're like, yeah. And, and you, you said something about, I got this guitar. And... And I just, for some reason, like just snapped. And I was like, dude, I'm like, I'll get some drums. Like, we'll start a band. And like, I didn't know anything about drums. I had never played drums. Uh, I, think I, I think I played drums once at my neighbor's house across the street. And I just kind of, I didn't gravitate toward the drums or anything. It just kind of happened. And I guess I just became a drummer. And that's kind of how that happened you remember this i do remember because also uh our buddy chris rourke was like well i'll just play bass then we can be a band and he bought a bait he traded his weight bench at a pawn shop for a bass and he played left-handed and never got it strung left-handed and never never figured out how to play it he just when we would get together and try to practice he would just sit there and watch and say i'm gonna learn and then we'll i'll eventually join and he never did so uh yeah that i remember practicing in his living room when his parents were in kentucky you remember that i do remember that I, that was we've uh we had been a band for just a mere few weeks at that point right right, right. but well we mostly just fought about what the band would be called well which, which <laughs> you know what is what is that guy saying empire records what you need to do come up with a name <laughs> then you know what kind of band you have well <laughs> right? the names that we had though man oh my god they were the best they were the best uh i i do remember on tour later in life talking to other bands other band members and you know you'd sit in green rooms and be like what was the name of your first band and you know it was always shameful to say the name of our first band which we'll get into in in a minute but i really think we're gonna have to call this one so we've been talking for a long time we still got lots more to talk about so i think we're gonna do is we're gonna call this part one we're gonna jump in the next episode on part two we're gonna find out what that band name was we're gonna find out what we learned so stay tuned check out episode number six which will be part two and as always thank you for listening to the hustle the most podcast This was episode five, part one. You can always check out more stories and photos and connect with me on hustlethemost.com. We'll see you on the next one.